Hey everyone, Jen Stickney here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Simply Authentic. I created this podcast as a way to share tips and ideas on how to create a life full of prosperity. Today I wanted to talk to you about something I heard on the radio. And it was kind of a, you know, the DJs say, how do you do this? And they want people to call in. And his question for the audience was, what do you do to de-stress at this time of year when things get kind of crazy? You've got in-laws, you've got holidays, you've got shopping, you've got get presents to wrap, you've got all kind of preparations and things that often cause people stress. And not a whole lot of people called in. I felt kind of bad because the guy was left hanging a little bit. Um, a couple people called in, but then there was one person that called in that honestly replied that she resorts to eating, to 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 uh, to treats or sweets, and it made me made me think about the time when I went through a several week long course with Anadea Judith. She's well known in the area of chakras, and her program was all about what the different chakras mean, how to work with the different chakras, how to release blockages and release patterns, old patterns of belief, because that's what our chakras hold, really, is these energetic patterns. And one of them had to do with stress eating. And so I thought I'd brought, I'd bring this up because they had talked about it yesterday. I thought it was an interesting topic and I wanted to discuss it with you guys and share with you what I had learned through that program. I thought it was interesting how Anadea explained that this belief or this feeling, this emotional tie that we have to stress, often then it results in us wanting food. And all of our beliefs are created when, at a very young age. Not all of them, but a, a vast majority of our beliefs that we carry throughout our entire life are created from the ages of birth to six or seven years old. By the time we're six or seven, we have we have beliefs that will carry with us throughout the rest of our lives. They're not necessarily put there on purpose or consciously. They're just, it's kind of a part of just happenstance where these beliefs have been placed there because at a young age, we're not really fully capable of understanding the world. So we just do it based off of what we experience. We make these decisions and these beliefs that follow through with us throughout our adulthood and we make them based on those experiences from a very young age with the limited knowledge that we have. So, and I kind of brought this up a couple days ago when I was talking about your beliefs around money and the fact that what is it that you believe? Do you believe it takes a lot of hard work to, to make money? Do you believe you're not capable of making good money? Are you, you know, what is it that is at the base of that belief? And where does it come from? And chances are you'll see a pattern of that belief in your own childhood. Or maybe it's from your grandparents. Maybe it's from your parents. Or people that you hung out with when you were young. Maybe they had to work really hard for money. Or maybe they told you it takes a lot of work to, you know, to make good money. Or it takes a lot of work to be successful. Or it takes, you know, whatever it is. Whatever reason they gave you. Your brain held on to that. Your, your body held on to that with an emotional tie. It's the same thing when it comes to stress eating. And so let's just give, I'm going to give you a couple scenarios, a couple stories. Imagine a little girl who every day she stays with grandma because grandma can watch over her while mom's at work. And so the little girl stays there. She's not in school yet. 
and she stays. But every so often, mom has to work late. And the little girl knows what time mom comes to get her. She's, you know, at least aware of that kind of, you know, the timing of, of the day and things like that. So five o'clock or whatever time you want to pick rolls around and mom's not there yet. Mom's not there yet. Mom's not there yet. 10, 15, 20 minutes go by and mom is still not there. And this poor little girl is starting to feel fearful that mom's not coming. Maybe mom forgot. Maybe she doesn't love her and doesn't want her anymore. I mean, the, the thoughts can get pretty drastic for a child who feels like they've been forgotten or left, you know, left with grandma instead. Maybe she's never going to come pick her up again. And so grandma is, is kind of tasked with trying to calm the child down, trying to make her feel better. So she says, you know what? Let's go find some of those cookies that I make for just these special occasions. When mom needs to stay late at work and it takes her a little bit longer to get here, let's go find one of those special cookies. So they go and they, they enjoy a special cookie. And by the time the, the little girl's done enjoying this cookie, there's mom. She's come. She's, she's there to pick up the little girl. Everything is well. Well, in the meantime, and this doesn't necessarily have to happen, you know, religiously. It doesn't have to be a routine. But because this has happened once, maybe twice, a few times throughout this child, you know, childhood, there becomes this emotional tie to those cookies. Those cookies make her feel better. When she feels stressed, <clears throat> excuse me, or scared, or somehow emotionally traumatized, those cookies are magical and they make her feel better. It's the same thing now as an adult. She doesn't know why, but when she feels stressed, she just wants to eat something sweet. It just seems like it'll make her feel better. It's the same then for the little boy who fell off and scraped his knee. And to make him feel better, we might have given him a little sucker or maybe we gave him some other treat just to kind of help clear up those tears and make him forget about his knee. I'm sure you can probably come up with a scenario like this in your own life from your childhood. What maybe did grandma do or did mom do or dad? What did they do to help you feel better when you were stressed? Did it involve food? Did it involve going out and riding your bike? Did it involve going and, you know, taking a walk or drawing a picture or writing your feelings down? What is it that provides you comfort when you're stressed? What do you do when you're stressed? And then think back about what it is that you, you know, what, you, what may have created that from your childhood. And then decide, is it something you want to keep doing or is it not? Is it a healthy habit or is it a not-so-healthy habit? Like when we're grabbing sweets, maybe it's ice cream that makes you feel better because whenever you had to go to the dentist and then you were done, you got ice cream. And that was a traumatizing experience for you. Maybe you didn't like the dentist. Maybe you didn't like the sounds. But when you were done, you got to, go, you got to have ice cream. Or maybe when you get shots. Um, there could have been some sort of treat involved with getting shots there are all kinds of things that we do unconsciously, un unintentionally, to create a soothing environment for children. And we don't mean for this to cause problems for them later on in life or to create long-lasting habits. We don't even realize that we're putting these two things together. I do the same thing for my children. It's just kind of how we were raised to find this a way to... Uh, <clears throat> satisfy a need or distract the child from whatever it is that's bothering them. 
So as an adult now, we get to make a choice. We get to first recognize when we're doing something out of pattern, out of a habit, out of a, an emotional belief or a pattern of belief that we've had through since childhood. And then you can decide, once you recognize what you're doing, then you can decide, is this something I still want to do or am I doing this just out of habit? And you can choose to try to find another habit if it's not one that you want to keep. Like, if you always reach for a bag of Skittles when you're at your desk and you've got to get something done and you really don't want to do it. I know for me, for whatever reason, I like little munchy things. When I'm working on projects and I just got to get stuff done, I want little munchy things. I'm pretty good at this point at recognizing that pattern and then saying, no, I'll go grab a bottle of water or I'll just take a walk. But by recognizing that pattern, I'm more easily able to say no and just let it go because I realize that it's just a an emotional tie to that situation. It's not real. I don't really need that food to make myself get it done. It's just an emotional tie. And what I actually ended up doing for a little while is I found fidgets, things that I could that, that I could, you know, fidget with with my fingers because it was kind of like having something little to just like snack on. I've also tried gum because it gave my mouth something to do. So I tried to find other habits that weren't as in my opinion, bad habits. I tried to find ways to replace it, knowing that it was just a habit, that it was just an emotional belief or emotional tie to that sort of situation. I tried to find other ways to satisfy it without dealing or without resorting to a bag of Skittles or M&Ms or whatever it was. For whatever reason, it needed to be something small. So I challenge you to do the same thing. Look at your life and find ways to change the patterns that maybe you don't want to have anymore. Maybe you didn't even realize it was a pattern. Maybe you didn't realize that it was something that you resorted to, or you just haven't recognized that, you know, why you do it. So look back, think about your childhood, think about things that could have possibly created that in your life, and then decide what you want to do about it. You have the choice. So decide, decide what you want to do. Anyway, uh, that's what I had for you today. So thank you again for listening. I hope that this podcast is gives you something to think about and will help you make little minor changes in your life that down the road can make a big impact. So on, on your way towards being more prosperous, more joyful, more compassionate, having more joy in your life. So I hope this has been helpful. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you again tomorrow.